There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 107 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 9 of season 3 of Killjoys. And yay, we get a little bit of a deep breath because we did have the announcement earlier, actually just a couple days ago, right, that we get the new season of Killjoys. Yes. Two seasons, in fact. Right. So we're assuming they're going to finish their all these crazy arcs, but I don't know, because, I mean, do you think even in two seasons they'll be able to finish the way it's going? I think they will. I kind of want backstory, though, but on the J, (laughs) just in general, especially since I've called it Earth Prime in the past, that's like, I guess, Earth now is like way in their ancient history, the way Johnny has said it, so. Right. Which is weird, because they did the same thing with Dark Matter. It's like, Earth of now is, like, so far back, it's so primitive, so weird Would you hear that, but <laughs> then we think about our past, so, eh, yeah. but anyway, we have some news! Yes, we, we do. We have news so long. Yes. All right, we'll start off with Con Man. The television debut of the web series airs Saturday, September 9th at 10, 9 central. The short-form web series, which debuted on Vimeo and Comic-Con HQ, will have its television debut with a Season 1 marathon on Saturday, September 9th, beginning at 10, 9 Central, showing all 13 episodes back-to-back. The critically acclaimed Geektastic series, which recently received two Emmy nominations for Outstanding Actor and Outstanding Actress in a short-form comedy or drama series, follows the journey of Ray Nurley, played by Alan Tudyk, a washed-up former sci-fi celebrity who revisits his glory days on the convention circuit. The series is executive produced by Tudyk, PJ Harisma, and Nathan Fillion, who also co-stars. The star-studded first season also features Seth Green, Felicia Day, Sean Astin, James Gunn, Trisha Helfer, and many more. And if you don't already know, if you haven't had it on your phones, there is actually a con man game as well. Where you yes. start adding things for your convention and grow it. And you have Ray Nearly, and yes, I, I don't know everybody's names, but Nathan Fillion's character, like, he's the super celeb who comes through. It's actually kind of fun when you're playing it. I got hooked on it for a while. Because <laughs> it's one of those that you don't really have to, like, think about. You, like, you build your convention, and you fight aliens every so often. You have, like, super cosplayers. It's pretty fun, so... I wanted to watch the show, but because I didn't have Comic-Con HQ, I was a little bummed. So now right. it's coming to sci-fi, so it's pretty exciting. We get to watch yes. it. And uh, yep. we get to see Wash alive. Yes, Alan Tudyk. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
All right. And the other news is Channel Zero No End House. Yay. The second installment premieres Wednesday, September 20th at 10, 9 central. Oh, and they're so creepy. Yes. They've released a couple of trailers and believe me, they are creeptastic. Just some of the pictures too. It's yeah. Like, oh, what is that? I'm really excited for this. And didn't they already say they have two more seasons for sure? Yes. Yes, yes, so this is going to be around, and I loved it because it's going to be different every time. And I'm wondering if somehow, much like horror, American Horror Story, if we're going to get like a little thread of something, like just even in passing, to put them all together. Right. It's not the same people like they're doing with the other show, but I'm wondering if they're just going to like mention something. It should be interesting. Yes, it will. And ratings news. Oh my gosh, we just have a plethora of stuff today. Yes, we do. All right. Episode nine brought in a 0.16 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.628 million viewers. Good numbers, but it still dropped to 76th overall in cable shows. But that was because of Hurricane Harvey coverage. Yes. That took up all the uh, <laughs> ratings for uh, that night. And we do still hope everybody is okay. Steve is down there in Texas, too, and he said it's been a little crazy. Thankfully, he's dry. Yes, fortunately, it did not make its way up to Dallas. All right, we also have some live plus seven days. Episode seven, tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200%. Yay. Well done. Great. Yes, well done. All right, we're going to get into Episode 9, Reckoning Ball. Killjoys make a desperate play to defeat the Hulan, and Delsea drops the craziest secret yet. Oh, uh, yeah, we can say that. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely true. And then all this weird stuff that was happening, where it's opening with this, with Alvis sending an acolyte to fetch a clutch of knives from the Scarbacks. Knives which can identify Hulan. And all this weird stuff kind of stems from here. Right. I did not understand it, what was happening, because apparently it's Reckoning Day, and I'm like, I don't remember them ever talking about this before. Right. In it. No. Well, this goes back to the attack on Arkin. Okay. Some long, long time ago that we get the flashbacks of that we think it's Klein and Dutch and reality it's klein and anila so that's where this it all stems from yes yeah i don't know i still still thought it was weird because elvis is apparently you know taking hours going around and passing these knives out to people dutch fancy he talked to free i believe right and it just seemed weird because some people are like okay i'll take it or or then they're like well is there a reckoning and I was like, I don't understand why he's passing out these knives. Because I thought basically any cut would identify the Hulin or any kind of right wound, basically. I don't know. What was your feel of the whole passing out the knives thing? I think it was more ceremonial tradition than anything else. And it was just because the um, Alvis's group was the ones who actually went to Arkin. It was what they did before the attack, and so he thought it needed to be done again. Okay. And so everybody just went along with it. Okay. I can see that. Well, 
Most everybody. Right. Dutch declares herself way too busy. Priests take on it. You don't have to show love by having dramatic goodbyes, but by coming back to your loved one. Aww. Yes. Now, of course, the the scene in the priest bar was absolutely fantastic because we get the talk between Pri and his guy, and out of nowhere, he drops the bomb that, yeah, his uh, mom's sitting there at the bar. Right, his mom's the drunk that just kept taking everything Pri was given and, like, not falling over. I think that actually right. made Pri a little mad, though, that he couldn't knock this woman off her chair. Right. It was sweet, because she's like, I accept him. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, and pre-singing, was that actually him? Yes. He was amazing. Yes, he was. I was like, what? And I wasn't sure. I mean, it sounded like him, but I wasn't sure if it was really him. I was like, that's really good. Yes, it is. He was fantastic singing that song. And hopefully we'll get full version of it at least released into the Twitter sphere. I was wondering if that was like a real song or something they made up for this. And I just couldn't get my hands on my phone fast enough to try to Shazam it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's really good, though. I liked it. Now, of course, one of the biggest surprises was Fancy Lee going to uh, visit Turin in his rack cell. That was a surprise, especially with Turin in there being kind of an ass. Right. And then he's like, oh, this is how it's going to be. Okay, maybe bring it down a notch. You're the one who started the crap, and you're you're the only person you can blame for being in there. Exactly. Especially because Fancy opens the cell and hands him the knife. Yeah, I was uh, really surprised with that. Yes. Especially when it's was... like reckoning day. And Turin looked a little scared for a minute. But he could Now, Fancy knew he need, they needed every single able-bodied person to, ta- to fight this fight. Uh. So that included getting Turin out. And, of course, this gives Turin the opportunity to regain his honor and his friend by joining the fight. I don't know. I still, I'm leery with him because the fact that he decided to turn, I am going to say very easily. Right. So I'm still leery, but I mean, ultimately, I hope he realizes that Fancy is not the enemy. Right. That it's Anila's crew. Yes. And that the cleansed are cleansed. Yeah, they didn't exactly go into the whole thing willingly anyway. Exactly. Now, of course, while Dutch and Dav are brainstorming ways to end Nila's reign without killing her, we have an arrival. That was a bit surprising? Yes. Yes. Our very <laughs> pregnant Delsea shows up to parlay. Talk about using an old term. Exactly. All I can think of is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> parlay. Yeah, and she's got some news, which it's apparent to see, but she says she's carrying Davin and Anila's baby. Well, no, actually, she just says Davin's baby at first. Right, yes. She doesn't know. And I love everybody kind of looks at Davin. He's like, I swear to God, I did not sleep with that woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was funny, because I just love it. The slow head turned to him, like everyone. And he's like, uh-uh, no, not me. Yes. Although, if you went on Maury, you'd have to say that you are the father. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, the truth bomb is not is enough to make Johnny agree to parlay with her according to ancient rules of conduct, 
Meaning neither party can kill each other until they both had their say. After we talk it out, then you can, you know, no holds barred, but. Right. But you gotta, both parties have to be able to have their say. Well, plus the fact that Dulcea, being who she is, is like, I'm not gonna talk to anybody except Johnny. Right. It's like, Johnny wants to kill you. Why would you want to talk to him? Because Johnny is the one that wants to kill her. Yeah. The only one who knows what's up, I guess. Right. And of course, as they sit down, Delsea basically says, uh, hand over Dutch and we'll, um, let you and your brother go free, but everybody else has to surrender unconditionally. Oh, sure. So no big deal. No. And of course, Johnny's not buying any of that at all. Not going to do it. Well, do you expect him to? No, hell no. The entire J. Sure. No problem. Yeah. Not going to happen. Now, of course, Delsea also offers up her body to invasive scanning for Johnny to verify who the parents are. Of course, he just declines, but she implores him to do this. Which I think is kind of interesting. Right, and she says the only reason she came aboard was so that maybe the Killjoys would examine her and be able to tell her what's growing inside her. Right, because obviously she wasn't pregnant when they grabbed her, and then suddenly... Very pregnant. Right. So is it a human? Is it a Holland? Is it, I don't know, a crazy alien? And I'm not sure we still know. Of course, Johnny agrees to perform some tests, and it turns out it really is Davin's baby growing inside her. Davin and Anilas. I love so that because her- at first she was like, is that Duchess baby? Yeah. <laughs> no. So apparently Anila was playing with green goo from um, her and somehow got a hold of some of Davin's. Now, I'm not sure how. Yeah, neither do I. I'm like, did I miss something here? Yeah. Well, and what's weird is, yeah, remember when he put his hand in the goo mm-hmm. originally and basically re- it rejected him? Yeah. That's the only way I can think of that they the goo would have Davin's DNA. Hmm. Was just putting his hand in it, it automatically, you know, it couldn't control him, but it could sure find out who he is. Okay. Unless somehow it was, which this is going to be really far-fetched, the goo that they put in and it, like, exploded out of him? Right. Yeah. It could be the either one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to find out because that's really a weird kind of thing to talk about, I guess. Right. But I don't know. Now, you never know. They talked about weirder things. Yes. Now, of course, if the baby happens to be Hulan, that means they've figured out a way to reproduce on their own, and that is very bad news for all concerned. True. And once they complete the pregnancy test, Elsea asks to be returned to her ship, but Johnny has other ideas. Because the parlay is over after they talk. That's right. And he's going to stick her in the brig and use her as leverage. He's now got the... Hulan air in his hands. Which I'm thinking Delsea didn't think about. I, she didn't seem too surprised. She didn't like it, but she didn't seem too surprised. So I'm not 100% sure that that may not have been part of the plan to begin with. Really? I mean, she mm-hmm. did say something along the lines of, I would, I didn't expect less from you. Right. But at the same time, I mean, she's seen everything that Anila has done and knows, I mean, assumably that what's happening. So maybe it was like the one way to try to 
keep that baby safe, too. And that's also another possibility, is that Delsea was more was a little more concerned about the safety of her child and therefore didn't resist being put in the brig as much as she could have. Or what we were expecting when Johnny says, no, you're going to the brig. Because mm-hmm. had this been earlier in the um, series, we'd see Delsea jumping up and down and screaming and cussing and the whole nine yards. Right, right. Which we did not see, so... That kind of made me think that, well, maybe this is not quite um, unexpected by them. And maybe it's a way to keep her safe from the lady. Right. All right. We'll move on to the memory plan. Davin, with the help of Zeph, has conceived a plot to trap Anila without killing her. You go, huh? Okay. I want to hear this. If they can plant a memory of Dutch inside Klein's cube into Anila's head, She will be lured to it, and they can trap her in it for good. It's risky, but it might work, though they'll need some help to pull it off. Risky? Yeah. (laughs) Mega risky. So, of course, the first thing they've got to do is basically create this memory. And so Dutch and Davin are standing there, I guess being filmed, trying to... uh, Be convincing that Dutch is going to get into the cube, and they are just horrible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on, David. You've got to be able to... Weren't you in the Army? Didn't you have to, like, lie to people? Come on. There there has to be better acting in you than, it is too dangerous for you. (laughs) Here, hold this cup. I don't know what to do with the cup. (laughs) Yeah, that was just, like, horribly bad acting. Yes, and horribly funny. Yeah. (laughs) But they do eventually get one as Dutch becomes more honest about it. it and so yeah. that kind of got um, a hold of Davin real well, you know, really good. So it works out. Actually, so I we, think if it was Johnny, it would have probably been just a little bit more believable. Yes, I agree. So they have still have some more stuff to get. And Q Pippin, who we haven't seen in several episodes. Yeah, it's been a while. And sure enough, he's so well-connected, he might know someone who can perform a memory transplant. (laughs) So, of course, Davin grabs him and brings him to the rack with the obligatory cloak over the head. Oh, yeah, that was funny. He's like, "Uh, I have nobody to pay you ransom. I don't know what you're going to. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Why all the uh, cloak and dagger? Oh, yeah, old times. Right. So, of course, Pippin knows a place and takes them to an underground virtual reality depot where a greaseball named Mano sells them a device that implants memories into brains. So real, it's like they really happen. Oh, my God. That was creepy scene. It's like, I did not need to know this. That's definitely TMI. Right. When they're like, oh, hey, Pippin, you want your usual? It's like, no, 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 no. You could have stopped there. I did not need to know. Ugh. Right. Yeah, this was definitely, it wasn't just an underground virtual reality. It was an underground sexual virtual reality. Uh, yeah. So even in the way future, you got basically peep shows happening. Yeah. So um, meanwhile, Dutch gets 
Turin's Hulan guinea pig Catan out of the brig temporarily to use her as the inadvertent messenger of the false memory. Yeah, I'm sure nothing will happen with that. Uh, no, that that's just asking for trouble. And uh, so the gang is attempting to incept the memory into Catan's mind. She catches wise of it and is able to mentally block it. But uh, Dutch here goes on the and basically threatens to um, destroy the goo that she was created from, and that's enough to get her to agree to this. Although I'm really surprised that that wasn't the plan, like, get her to agree with it, and then go destroy that goo anyway. Right. Yes, that should have been the plan. <laughs> I didn't understand why it wasn't. Exactly. You need to take her out as soon as the memory has been planted in the collective, get rid of her. Right, and it would have taken out how many more? Which, obviously, this is what we want. Yes. Of course, after the successful memory transfer, Dutch and Davin go to the kitchen to celebrate leaving Catan alone with Pippin. And why? Yes. That was the one decision that Dutch and Davin made that just made no sense whatsoever. Thank you. I'm looking at it going, um, what are we doing? This is stupid. Why would you either go and take out that plasma that she's part of, after you've done what you're supposed to do, or, I don't know, take her out some other way, or take her back. Just don't leave her and be like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Right. Th- that I was, was apparently, irritating. Like, yes, oh. that was really irritating, because apparently she is able to somehow get the knife that was in her back out and cut herself free. Well, it kind of made sense, though. Cause oh, she, yeah. Because yeah, she says, you know, you know what happens when it's in there for a long time? It gets wet. And it starts sliding out, and nobody was paying attention. No. (sighs) And from there, we go right into one disaster after another. She wants him to fly the ship to her plasma pool. Of course, Pippin can't fly. But between him and Lucy, they bulldoze the ship right into an asteroid. And you're going, holy crap. Right? I'm like, oh my god, Lucy's down. But do you think that he really can't fly? The odds of it are slim to none, I think. Okay. I really, you know, anybody out there probably knows how to fly. You almost have to. That's your mode of transportation. That's like driving a car. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe he's faking this. Yeah. Could be. Now, of course, Lucy goes offline, and that's not a good sign ever. No. And Catan locks herself into the cockpit. That is, until Dutch comes along with a cylinder of plasma to bait her out. And again, and not necessarily a good thing. Right, not another semi-poor decision by Dutch here, because if she loses and Catan gets a hold of the canister, the plan's gone. Right. And that's exactly what happens. They do battle, and Dutch is almost victorious, but Catan overcomes her and gets her hand in the plasma. Now, at this point, because of the memory is foiled, basically. Right. I was wondering if somehow this whole thing was like an implanted memory. And I started to think, okay, maybe they were showing Katan all of this, and it was just really all made up. And I, especially up to the end when she suddenly in like an airlock. Right. And Davin's like, well, you didn't want to comply, so... We don't need you anymore. And she starts screaming that she's like, I can survive. And he's like, that's what I hoped for. And like jettisons her. Right. I really thought 
right up till then, I'm like, maybe this whole thing is like some weird implanted memory that they were doing to screw with her, put that all in the green. Right. And to really mess with Anila. And then it turns out that wasn't the case. But like, did you even get that feeling at all? It may be a little bit that it was a complete setup that, I mean, it would make sense why Dutch and Davin would go to the kitchen and have a drink afterwards and not stay there and watch her. You know, leaving her with Pippin was just asking for trouble. Right. And the fact that Lucy wasn't really doing the things Lucy would normally do. That's why I'm like, maybe this whole thing is like a setup. Right. That's possible. Didn't seem like that all the way to the end. No, because Davin's trying his hardest to come up with an alternative plan that won't get Dutch killed, but he's not having any luck with it. So, of course, what's left to lose at this point, he and Dutch decide to make out. (laughs) Okay, why not? Yeah, why not? Now, of course, Davin does come clean to Johnny about Dutch's plan, and Dutch is really surprised at how well Johnny's taking the news. Well, I kind of figured that Johnny's like, yeah, okay, I'll support you. And then, you know, sidebar, I am going to find a way around this whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah, but it it was a little surprising that he was as calm as he was. And, of course, you know, both of us said, figured he was going to come up with a, a plan on his own. I'm sure that's still going to happen because it's right. Johnny. Yes. But then Dutch is like, hey, guys, I'll catch up with you. Go on and paint the town red. Right. And we see her arriving at Alvis's monastery. And she walks up, and then out of nowhere, she grabs his neck and raises him off the floor and then kills him with a scarback knife. And you go, now just wait a damn minute. Right. Because Alvis is like, I didn't think you'd come. And she's talking, and it's Dutch, until she starts talking again, and it's very much not Dutch. Right. It's, it's an Ela. Oh, my God. I was so ticked. I'm like, she went after Alvis. What the hell? I was so mad, though, seriously. Oh, yeah. Uh, so do you think she's going to try to change him, though, or just kill him and be done? I think she was probably there to take him out and possibly retrieve the knives. So they're but not just po- like any knife, then? Apparently not. Hmm. So we'll see. We don't see that she's actually looking for it or anything. It's just she got to kill him. I guess she's trying to pick off people closest to Dutch one by one. Well, we do know that's been kind of her plan anyway. Yes, it is. To single her out. Make her be alone like she was. Right. Uh, This was a draining episode. (laughs) Yes, it was. Because. It was a tough uh, one. Just to that end, that was just so hard. I don't know, guys. What do you think? We want to hear from you. Shoot us an email at sci-fi-talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think. How you feel about Killjoys having two more seasons, where you think we're going with it. Which we obviously still have a finale to talk about, so we have a little bit of time here. Yes. Oh, man. It's just so stressful. Ah. But, yes, tell us what you think. Of course we want to hear from you with your ratings and reviews on itunes and all the other platforms tell your friends do hope you're having fun listening and enjoying this and if there's something you want us to talk about that we keep like just going right past let us know check out the website fangirlzone.com 
And of course, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, you can see our photos from the cons and all of our pressing memes that I'm sure we'll find about what is happening. And if another one of our people die, I will be sad. So I will probably be finding something to put up then if I can figure out the Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl-Ass. And I'm Steve. Ooh, look at you being all bio-curious. Admit it, I'm rubbing off on you. I mean, not in a sexual way, unless you want to. What? Until next time.